0: Okay, thank you so much, Kathy, for moderating, for giving me the gentle reminder today, and thank you so much to uh, Buddy Sue, who originally asked me back in September and I wrote it down. Wow, all that good stuff. My name is Lonnie, I am a compulsive overeater, and I want to tell you that I'm very grateful to be here today, even though I'm on the telephone and I can't see anybody. I'm sitting comfortably comfortably, and, and, and I can give you my share. Um, today is just a really great opportunity to remember And I like to say, especially at this time of the year, especially, I get to claim my spot on this telephone call and I hang on to my Overeaters Anonymous 12-step program like my life depends on it because it does. You know, and as much as I've always loved the holiday season, it is so much better today than it was in the before time. And I'm going to speak a little bit about what I call the before time. And that would have been... At exactly this time of the year in 1985, 1985, um, 1985 looked like I was having a great time. I'm 340 pounds at that time. I'm a jolly fat girl with a, a sharp-witted attitude, and, and you would have just thought I was just the life of the party. My focus, my secret focus, was to eat Los Angeles and any seven adjacent communities while I was running errands so I could hide from my family and live a a pretend fantasy life in a dark movie theater surrounded by food. I was lying and cheating and sneaking and stealing. Yeah, I was a liar, a cheat, a sneak, and a thief. And only by the grace of God did I not get arrested, which made me even more afraid because I knew something was very wrong and I couldn't stop. I, I was a slave to excess food, and especially sugar, and I just couldn't stop. I I know today to be able to say I was totally in bondage to compulsive overeating and sugar. That bondage was a big word. I learned that word here in Overeaters Anonymous. Now, at that time, I was 43 years old, and, and here was my real deep fear. I was afraid that I was going to have a heart attack and somebody was going to gain authority over my children. Period. There it was. That was what brought me to Overeaters Anonymous. Heck with the fact that I I, I was a sugar addict. I think I might have been born a sugar addict. I was 12 pounds, 8 ounces when I was born. And I've joked and said, you know, they could have saved me a piece of cake. They knew I was coming and they knew I was big. But there it was. And so my solution was to hide in the dark. To eat, especially sugar, and 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 I took myself up to 340 pounds. Uh, I was morbidly obese. I was desperate, and the hardest part was I did not have hope. So, kind of what happened? So it is now January 1986. And a binge buddy friend, friend of mine reached out to me at, at work and she told me about an Overeaters Anonymous meeting happening on a Tuesday night and she'd been to that meeting the week before and she thought I might like it like we hadn't binged together. She knew I needed it. And so I was desperate and I went to that meeting. Just like people in January, you see all the dietary products show up and all the diet commercials hit the television set. It is January and I'm scared. I am desperate. So I go to that first OA meeting, Um, I I knew how to find it, it wasn't that far. And I'd I'd eaten dinner in my car, so I walk in the room, probably with my moo-moo blouse reeking of the the fried chicken place I would just gone through. And I don't know anything about a 12-step meeting. And um, there was a few people, there was maybe about 10 of us in the meeting, and they uh, had passed out some books, and at the time it was the Alcoholics Anonymous' is 12 and 12 because we didn't have our own at that time. We didn't have books and and a whole lot of literature. And three things I remember there because it was a busy little little meeting in an hour's time. We read, we had a speaker, we wrote, we shared the candlelight. That's how busy we were in one hour and a half. I learned something that really kind of opened my eyes. You guys introduced yourself by your first name and the qualifier. You were a compulsive overeater. Oh my God, there's a name for it and I think I I think I've got it. It it just identified me like a little rubber stamp. I am Lonnie. I'm a compulsive overeater. At that time I did not know the words sugar addict. Today I know the word is called sugar addict. But I didn't know that then. But I knew what I was And lastly, I met a really beautiful young woman. She was the secretary. She was kind of running the show. And um, um, funny because she was to become my first sponsor. I did not ask her. She presented herself. And she became my best friend and my road dog and my family for the next 33 years. And she passed away in 2017. And I miss her today. So here was my my plan, people. I buy the book. I paid for it, brought it home, still have it. I'm going to read it for the plot. I'm going to learn the hidden secret. I'm going to make it work and lose 150 pounds, and then I'm through with you. I did not come to Overeaters Anonymous to meet all you people and to make friends and to do all that other stuff. Give me the secret out of that book. So I left. It's really funny because that's exactly what my mindset was at that meeting. And I like to say somewhere in the universe, something stirred and shifted and a different plan headed my way. So, the next Tuesday, same friend calls me at work, wants to know if I'm going to go to the meeting. I did tell you guys that I was a liar, right? Not only was I a liar, I was really a good one. And you know, when she called me to see if I was going to go, which I didn't intend to do, I couldn't think of a lie. People, I couldn't think of a good lie, so I said, okay. And very reluctantly, I went to the second meeting, same room, same 10 people. And at the second meeting, though, a really profound thing happened. That same beautiful young woman stopped me at the door as we were leaving. And then she said to me, you know, um, I want you to don't worry about what you're eating. Just don't worry about it. And I remember looking at her going, has she lost her mind? Every medical professional and person I ever ran into for years Was worried about what I ate and told me I should worry about what I eat and what I should eat and not eat and blah 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 which I was not able to do Um, but she said don't worry about it just come back to the meeting next week and you know what I've never left Overeaters Anonymous even though I did not intend to go to that second meeting that second meeting I went to and today you know what almost 37 years later um, I'm still at OverEaters Anonymous, okay? So soon her and I, I'm doing work that she's telling me to work that I don't I don't want to do, but I'm not arguing because, you know, I'm desperate. Uh, when, one evening she looks at me and she says, you know, there's other meetings. Really? Uh, I think you should go to some other meetings. You mean you expect me to do this more than one night a week? You know, it just so happens there's a really good 100-pounders meeting on Thursday night here in Los Angeles. Uh uh-huh. You expect me to give up not only Tuesday night, but now Thursday night? And she says, we can have dinner and go together. That was coded speech, people. That meant I'll make sure you get there. And what happened? We go to that 100-pounder meeting, and this is my first introduction to a really large Overeaters Anonymous meeting. It is now February 1986. And I said this was a large meeting. It was huge. And you know what? It was full of large people just like me. Loud, raucous, and even slightly profane people, just like me. And I just wanted to run away. Could I just please escape? I didn't want to be there. I'm stuck in the back of this room. If I get up and try and weave my way through the room to get out, I'll call attention. So I set my happy ass down and I watched and I listened. And at the end of that meeting, I remember sitting in my car in the parking lot, reflecting on that experience. And for the first time, I could see exactly where I needed to be. I was just like them, and they were just like me. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, Lonnie. Welcome home. That meeting became my home meeting today. Here it is, 2022, it is still my home meeting. I am still there every Thursday night. So, I attend a couple of meetings there. I've got a few meetings now under my belt. Remember, I've been in Overeaters Anonymous now maybe A whole month and a half and it's and 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 here it is a Friday morning of February 28 1986 and I woke up and guess what people I was struck abstinent. Now you told me I only had to do this thing for one day. They told me that the night before at the 100 pounder meeting and the 100 pounder meeting the night before was so incredibly powerful. I remember sitting in that room I had tears in my eyes because I was listening to the truth and recovery. And hope and and the light went on and I thought here it is Friday morning the next morning and I here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna get in my I'm gonna gonna get my van pool and instead of stopping to do my morning collection which I did every single morning I'm gonna make my way to my office and I did and I and and so I ride the van pool because it was a little bit of a drive Um, and when I get out of my van a young woman meets me in the parking lot with a grocery bag in her hand and four boxes of Girl Scout cookies. I bought those Girl Scout cookies, paid her for them weeks ago and forgot. And I was, oh my goodness, you you must be kidding. Did I not just tell you that I'm abstaining? I was struck abstinent this morning and I'm thinking, this is not right. This is just, this is not right. But you know what, I'm gonna give them away. So I give away my four boxes of Girl Scout cookies and, and, I, and I'm in, okay, I'm abstinent, it's Friday morning. Not only am I having been struck abstinent and not collected everything I collected every morning, but I've given away my Girl Scout cookies and I go to my office and guess what? I'm met by a young man who, who lets me know that there's a big pile of free donuts um, left over from a very early morning meeting and to go over there and get wherever, and I just went WTF. I, I, I back out, I go look. It is. It's a big pile of dough. I back out of that room, return to my office. I spoke a curse word when I spoke to God right after that, backing out of that room. I won't repeat it because I'm being recorded and you don't need to hear it. And uh, God understood. And you know, I didn't want to waste an entire morning of abstinence from sugar. I didn't want, so I called my sponsor. It's not yet 8 o'clock. I called my sponsor and I told her what happened. And, of course, she just, you know, over the phone, patted me on the head, told me, call her when I got home that evening, and okay. And, by the way, I learned that addicts, and I did also identify as a sugar addict, that addicts grab something physical to solve something spiritual or emotional. Sounded just like me. So what is it like today? I don't know how much time I've got left, but what is it like today? i will kind of like, okay, so we talked about I got here. Okay, what happened after I got here? Um, And, and, you know, I've been abstaining for uh, 36-plus years at the end of February. If I live to do it, it'll be 37 years. I can't cram all of that into 20 minutes, and so that's why I'm kind of skipping around on time. So here it is. Number one. I have zero plan to leave. You are stuck with me, people. Thank you so much. Um, I'm here for life, okay? The solution, my solution, my solution was always in food because, you know, the solution was a diet. The solution was the menu. Spoiler alert. The solution is not a diet. Our food plans are tools and they help us and they're gonna change if you are here for the long haul. Mine certainly did. The solution is here in Overeaters Anonymous, in our OA's 12 and 12, and in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it's spelled out for us. It's, it's, it's That is where the solution is. The solution is a spiritual solution. If I could have done it by myself, trust me, I wouldn't be on the phone with you. I'd be doing some other dumb thing like finish, like hanging more decorations on an already overly de- decorated Christmas tree. Okay. Overeaters Anonymous is where I belong. I love being here. I enjoy and I appreciate when I gather here with you, and you guys, I'm only able to gather with you on the phone, and I love and I appreciate you. And I would be remiss if I did not talk about my higher power. My recovery depends on my connection with a power greater than myself. I call that power God. I sometimes refer to that power as my Holy Spirit. Uh, a, a blessed light, the sunlight of the Spirit. There are many other ways that I might talk about the power greater than me. That power is the anchor to my recovery. Oh, by the way, I'm holding down 130 pounds and have been holding it off for a really, 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 really long time. Um, I'm still about 40 plus pounds at carrying extra weight, so I'm always a work in progress. That work in progress is between me and my God. This morning when I woke up, Uh, And I do this every single morning that I open my eyes. Remember I said I was 43 when I got here? Well, I'm 79 and a half. And I'm closer to the 80 than I am the 79 right now. But every morning I greet that brand new day. That loving power generates my energy, loves me unconditionally, holds my hand when I am afraid, and reminds me that sometimes I'm just a silly woman with a brain full of unnecessary drama. After all, he has provided the most, the best written directions possible. Okay, and it's not a diet. Our written directions, our 12 steps, none of them tells us whether we, whether we, you know, do we measure the white flour or not measure the white. It doesn't tell us that. We get to choose that. But the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the Overeaters Anonymous, uh, 12 and 12. The second edition, that's my favorite. The first edition was really good. Just a reminder. Thank you. That second edition is fantastic. I was reading it this morning on a meeting. So, upon awakening, I receive and I accept, and I speak it like that. I accept and I receive the precious gift freely given, freely given to me by God. And what is that precious gift, I might add? I speak it out loud. Thank you for freedom from the bondage of compulsive overeating, freedom from the bondage of the sugar poison and bad food behaviors, and, and I've recently added freedom from fear. I need, to, I need to work with that. So, you know, we receive a gift here in OA. The 12 steps helps us assemble the gift. Some assembly is required. I wrote that down because I heard it at a meeting and I loved it. So in the course of each day, I am guaranteed to at least use two tools or maybe more. Um, There's prayers and readings and a little daily writing. I have a little daily thing that I'm part of and I submit it with about a dozen of us that that do it. A meditation practice, some service, doing that right now, I'm on the phone with you guys and you're doing it, you're on the phone with me. And I also do daily Qigong Gong exercises, and I've been doing that every day for more than two years now. So again, food plans. Don't worry about the food. If you are new, the food is going to change as you go along. If you've been here for a while, you will see what changes, what adjustments we learn, things that we need to make. The food, the you know, the food is food plan is a very valuable tool. We need it, but the food plan is not a step. None of the steps say the food plan. Okay. So the solution is in the steps, the traditions, the tools. Today, I've been holding off, like I said, 130 pounds for a really long time. Um, And I'd like to also say that this is part of connection. Connection is the opposite of addiction. I learned that in the last five years, I think. I plan to stay connected. The solution is not in my head. You are so blessed that it's not in my head. Nor is it in my food plan. Um, i am I am here for the duration, and lastly, I hope I have a moment left to be able to say this: There is joy in my life and my program. I would not stay here if there was no joy. There's a lot of laughter in my recovery. I wouldn't do it if i if if it was just painful. so I want to say thank you for joining us on the phone today. Thank you for bringing your own energy and recovery. Uh, love and joy to this meeting. Again, thank you Kathy for moderating and Sue for inviting me. Thank you to Overeaters Anonymous for patience and nurturing and showing us the way. I will always be a compulsive overeater. However, because of this program, I no longer need to compulsively overeat. Thank you so much for letting me share and I think I've hit my time.